I couldn't even afford lunch in the financial district where lunch was costing about $12 a day. So I took a job at CVS, unpacking trucks, third shift. And I would work 10 to 6 at night. I would come home at 6 o'clock. I would shower. I would put a suit back on and I would head back into the office. You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, grownups, if you are like me, you love to read, but if we're being honest, it doesn't happen. The time just flies and the intention does not become reality. So do what I do. Get the intel you want in a way that matches your schedule. I recently started using the Blinkist app and I love it. It puts the content of books that you wanna read into powerful summaries called blinks, usually just a minute at a time. A whole book can be 15 minutes-ish, just like this podcast, right on your favorite device. Text or audio totally fits your lifestyle. I am obsessed. Go to bobbyrebell.com forward slash Blinkist for a free trial and to support the show. Let's talk cash crunch. Have you ever had one? I have. It's the worst feeling and sometimes it's your fault. Maybe you bought something you should not have. But sometimes things happen to you. You may be busy trying to build an emergency fund when something breaks down and has to be fixed. You can't go to work to earn money. For example, if your transportation mode, like a car, isn't working. So you've got to get that cash. Life happens. And while we're building that emergency fund, something may happen and we don't have the money yet. And we're going to get real about that with my guest, Travis Holloway, who founded Solo Funds. Quick welcome to all and to our newest listeners. Thank you for checking us out. Please do not forget to subscribe and make sure you go into the custom settings to click auto download so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Now more about Travis Holloway. As you will hear, he was a financial services executive, but he decided to go out on his own with a concept to disrupt the payday loan industry, which charges super high rates for short-term loans, really short-term loans, really high rates. Instead, his business takes a community approach, and the idea came from his money story that he's going to share with us. Here is Solo Funds founder, Travis Holloway. Hey, Travis Holloway, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, how are you? Thanks so much for having me. You are the co-founder and CEO of Solo Funds, which is a very cool company. It's really, it works on an app actually, which is awesome. You are disrupting the payday lending system. You actually offer loans for under $1,000 in a very innovative way. And I'm going to leave that tease right there for people because there's a big twist to what your company does that I find fascinating and very exciting for a space that I've reported on many times that is troublesome. But before we get to that, I want you to tell us your money story because that's kind of what led you to this business. So Travis Holloway, tell us your money story. So I was working on Wall Street and I was studying to be a broker. And there's these exams that you have to take. They're series exams, but FINRA is the regulatory body. You know, these exams are very strenuous and, you know, you're not really making money while you're studying for those exams. 
So give me an example of what a typical salary would be and then what the cost of living is. Uh, man, if I remember correctly, I think I was making $250 a week. Working at a financial company. Yes, working at a financial company in New York City. What was your job there? I was studying to be a broker. You know, it's like a glorified intern, if you will. After you factor in a Metro card, I couldn't even afford lunch in the financial district where lunch was costing about $12 a day. So I took a job at CVS, unpacking trucks, third shift. And I would work 10 to 6 at night. I would come home at 6 o'clock. I would shower. I would put a suit back on and I would head back into the office. So you literally didn't sleep? No sleep at all. So even with working around the clock, you know, I still couldn't afford any financial surprises. I remember walking like 90 city blocks because I had no money left on my Metro card. Actually, what happened was I swiped my Metro card and it should have been enough for another fare. But for some reason, it didn't work. And the attendant told me that I had to mail in my Metro card for them to figure out what happened. But long story short, that led to me walking 90 city blocks home. So humbling times. So you're living this life where you're technically employed by a brokerage firm, but you're really a glorified intern earning very little money. You've got a second job at CVS working overnight, so you're really not sleeping much. How does that play out? So this situation for me didn't change or evolve until I actually took another job at another financial services firm where there was a more stable salary. And from that point, I've been able to rise up the financial spectrum. But it was until I moved and changed positions that I was able to pull myself out of those financial circumstances. You did pass the exams, obviously. Yes. So basically, by getting a higher paying job, that's what solved the problem for you. Exactly. For me personally, yes. So what is your lesson then to listeners from your story? The lesson here is really to focus on saving. You know, focus on getting to that first $500. If you have just $500 in liquid capital, you're actually doing better than half of the country. So people like to get down on themselves because they feel like they're not exactly where they want to be. But it's really a journey. And, you know, it's a marathon. It doesn't happen overnight, but celebrate those little milestones along the way. You get to that first $500 saved, keep going, get to 1000 then get to 5000 and just keep pushing yourself. But this doesn't happen overnight for anyone except for Powerball winners. So don't give up. You know, I had friends who had taken payday loans during college and then post-college. They would say, hey, you know, just go to this brick and mortar building and get this loan for $400. And I would say, yeah, that sounds good, but there has to be more into that. And then after kind of speaking with my parents, who actually steered me away from that uh, and did everything that they could for me to prevent me from taking a payday loan, they're the ones who gave me that knowledge. Later on, I would talk to my friends and, and they would give me some feedback of what those payday loans actually meant for them. While it sounded like a, a good idea at the time because their backs were against the wall and it, it seemed easy to go and get that capital, after the fact, it really put them in a very tough financial situation because the fees that compound on top of those loans, it took them months and sometimes years to get out of. Let's talk about your everyday money tip. This has to do really with supporting family. Yeah. My money tip is if you have the ability, add your teenage child or spouse that may have little or no credit to your credit card account as an authorized user. Inversely, if you have a a parent or a spouse that has more credit card accounts or better credit than you, encourage them to add you to theirs. 28% of the country has no credit from any source. And it's really important to build credit. And I personally believe that the FICO score is dead. And I know we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but credit is still required to accomplish many of life's financial milestones. So with that said, I believe that this is a tip that's often overlooked 
And it's a great way to build credit. You know, one, your actual credit limit is going to be considerably higher than it would be if you were applying for a brand new card. And then also the length of time that that account has been open will also be a positive benefit to your overall credit report. So as payments are made to that card, you know, they will positively impact everyone associated and it will help people build credit indirectly. Right. And even though there is a lot of controversy right now about FICO scores, especially with errors that can sometimes happen, which people should be vigilant about checking their credit so they can see if there are errors, by the way, it is a time when people are looking for different solutions for access to money. And I really wanted to have you on because the company that you are the co-founder of and CEO of Solo focuses on an area that can really be taken advantage of. I reported a lot during the housing crisis on people that had taken payday loans to cover short-term debt, but then it can spiral out of control. As you've mentioned, this is a different approach. Tell us more about your business. Yeah. Solo, in short, is a mobile lending exchange created to provide more affordable access to small dollar loans below $1,000. We function very much like Airbnb for loans, um, but we were essentially created to disrupt that predatory payday lending industry that you know, you're speaking about. The way that our platform works is it's a two-sided marketplace and we're very different than some of the marketplaces that many have heard of, like a lending tree or a lending club, primarily because we're focused on these small dollar loans. And those larger, what I call like big brother peer-to-peer lending companies are focused on loans up to $40,000. So that might be debt reconsolidation, that might be a down payment on a home. We're focused on that American that's living paycheck to paycheck and that single mother that you know needs $100 to pay her utility bill or the college student who's $200 short for that textbook. That's who we're really trying to help. Well, I think one thing that's interesting here is that this could really apply even to families lending to other family members or friend to friend because you're providing a documentation and a paper trail effect. I mean, it's digital, but you're providing an authority in between because very often people are asked to lend money to people close to them. And it becomes awkward. You don't want to be asking them. But if you go through the app, this, can you talk a little bit about how that would work? Because it creates a stronger outcome, a better outcome, because you've made it more of an official loan, I guess. Yes, exactly. So the reason why the platform is built that way is because of personal experiences that I had, you know, lending and borrowing amongst friends and family. With that said, you know, we're making this a real transaction and we're putting real terms around a loan. So people are lending and borrowing amongst each other every day via cash or other applications, but there's no terms around that. So if I were wanted to borrow money from my mother and she said, Hey, I'll lend you the money, but I'll lend it to you on solo. I would create a transaction on Solo, which is basically saying, I need to borrow $100. I, as the borrower, can actually create my own terms. The lender just agrees to the terms at a later point. Right. So you can say, I'm going to pay zero interest, mom. Is that okay? And mom can say, oh, that's okay. I don't want interest. Or mom can say, I'm pulling money out of other investments. I want 5%, whatever it it is. You guys can work it out. Exactly. Once we agree on those terms, there is a promissory note or a digital promissory note, which is created, which now says that I owe my mother X amount of dollars. And that is actually enforceable. So the lender has track record of how much was lent, when the repayment is due, and if there is any additional fee associated with that in the form of a return. And how is it enforceable? And how do you guys get paid? You know, there are no imposed fees on the solo platform, which makes us much more unique than any other financial platform today. So there are no imposed interest rates and there are no imposed fees on behalf of solo. Lenders actually make a return in the form of a tip, which is optional on behalf of the borrower. And then Solo actually makes a donation, which is also optional and paid by the borrower. 
again, no imposed fees. So the enforceability comes into play where if a borrower does not repay, the lender has the discretion to send that borrower or not send that borrower to collections. Uh, we have a third-party collections company that will work on behalf of the lender to recover the funds. And once recovered, those funds are, are directed directly back to the lender. And what is your default rate? How often does that happen? And how does it compare to payday loans? Yeah. So our default rate is two times better than the lending clubs, lending trees, and prospers of the world. Uh, and we're about five times better than traditional payday loans. One of the things that investors are most excited about and other people are most excited about is this new creation of a credit score. I believe the FICO score is dead because millennials in the underbanked demographics are not doing the same. They're not living their lives the way that prior generations have, like buying homes, buying cars, and using credit cards. So with that said, alternative data is necessary. And Solo has this data on the underbanked and millennial demographic. And our goal is to be a path forward to upward financial mobility to where we can graduate borrowers from our platform to more traditional financial institutions in the future, where they can have more resources and financial tools. Travis, you are definitely one to watch. Where can people find out more about you and Solo Funds? They can find out more about Solo at www.solofunds.com. That's S-O-L-O-F-U-N-D-S.com. And more about me, my, my tag everywhere is just Travis Holloway with one L. So T-R-A-V-I-S-H-O-L-O-W-A-Y. Thank you so much, Travis. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Before we get to my take on the interview, I have some exciting news to share with everyone. I recently became totally obsessed with an app. It is called Blinkist. It summarizes books to just about 15 minutes. Yeah, kind of like this podcast, about 15 minutes. In fact, you can even listen to one minute chunks at a time. They call them blinks. So now I have been cruising through several books a day at a time and loving it. So much so that I actually reached out to Blinkist and was able to bring them on board as a partner to the Financial Grown Up podcast because I want you guys to have this too. I know how precious your time is. Please use my link, bobbyrebell.com forward slash Blinkist. You'll get a free trial and then report back to me what your favorite blinks are so I can thank you for supporting the show. Again, the link is bobbyrebell.com forward slash Blinkist. Let me know how you like it. Let's get into it. Financial grown up tip number one. If someone that you care about needs money in a cash crunch, for example, and you have the money available, but it needs to be a loan, not a gift, make sure you document it. Obviously, solo funds is an option to look into, but you can also draw up a payment plan or whatever. Just make sure the terms are clear and in writing. Financial grown-up tip number two. Things for Travis did not turn around because he cut costs. They turned around when he got a better paying job. He got a better paying job by putting in the time to work basically as an intern and to study and then pass some big exams that gave him more viability in the job market. Watch your money, of course. Do not spend foolishly, but the goal always needs to be to earn more. No one can cut their costs to get wealthy. Do the work, get a higher paying job, earn more money, or some way to boost your income. That is ultimately what is going to build more money, more financial freedom is having more money. You can't cut your way to getting rich. Thank you, as always, for spending time with us here. Please share your financial grown-up tips with me on Instagram. I am at BobbyRebel1, on Twitter at BobbyRebel, and you can always email us at hello at financialgrownup.com. 
Big thanks to Solo Fund CEO Travis Holloway for helping us all get one step closer to being financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.